in a world where Italian sausage ragu over spaghetti squash with gluten-free noodles is topped with three Italian cheeses. She tosses the spaghetti squash and noodles with an Olive Garden dupe dressing before ladling the sauce over the top and baking it. I don't think people should be allowed to say ladling like that. Ladling. (laughs) (laughs) That's oddly sexual too, right? Yes. And that was also recorded. On that note, <laughs> let's get going. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is October 19th and welcome to the Always More Podcast where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about our reviews and recommendations of the week, spooky shows, emotional damage from TikTok, more road spillage anime, food from Janelle Saffron, and so much more. But first, I am your host, Tim Lichty, and sitting across from me is my best friend in the whole entire world, Christopher Thomas Ford. What up, what up? And sitting next to me is the greatest Gen Zer to ever Gen Z, and that is Harley Bianco. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure for her. Yeah, a a lot of it, actually. Not even just a little bit, a lot of it. A lot of it. You hold up to it, though. Thanks. I think I try. I mean, she did. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you brought it up, so we might as well get to this. Whoa. We, we, Whoa. Have, we have some news to share. Harley, you know this. Do I? Oh! <laughs> it's your news. It's your Sorry. News. Sorry. What are you talking about? I thought about? this was like a different news, and I was like, am I not in on this? <laughs> We're firing her. We're, just, oh. we're letting you guys know live on the show that, Harley, I'm sorry, you were no longer. I'm, I'm being let go. You are the weakest. <laughs> you're fired. So this won't matter that much to you guys who just listen, but for those who watch us on YouTube, um, Harley is moving. Yeah. And Don't like that. she is moving away from us, leaving us, abandoning us. On no. purpose. Uh, on purpose. On purpose. She At chose least I told to you. do this. Deliberately. My mom didn't tell me. Oh, shit. Bro. <laughs> Oh, no. Bro. <laughs> this is supposed to be sorry, a fun episode. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just throw that in there. Emotional damage. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm moving. So, And why are you moving? I am moving with my significant other. Hey. Ooh. Awesome. We're, so. we're, look, I'm happy for you. I'm I, don't, I can't take, yeah, I can't say for Chris, but I am happy I'm not for happy you. for you. Can you be happy for me while still being sad? Mm. Just like a smidgen. I'll tell you what. To do new stuff. I'm going to be cool. Right now, because I'm in a transitional period with my bipolar disorder, I can. <laughs> when that manic episode hits, and it's coming, uh, <laughs> I can't guarantee that I can. That's okay. I'll I'll take that when that happens. But right now, I'll just enjoy the, the somewhat support. All right. Yeah. Nice. There you go. So, yeah, I just want to let you all know, because for you guys watching video, you'll see a difference. But other than that, audio should be the same. We'll figure it out. That'll We're going to figure it out. Something's going to happen. We got some tech stuff to go over in the background. You guys will never know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room real quick before we get on with the rest of the fun show. This is a fun episode. Yeah. I promise. A good one. Uh, but we, we abruptly ended our deconstruction series um, because um, we decided it was best to do yeah. so. <laughs> for for a, a various amount of a reasons. A myriad of reasons. Yeah. A cornucopia, if I may. Like, two-thirds mm. of the group here is moving. Uh, Chris is moving to a different house, but locally. And 
uh, just crazy schedules. I'm about to go on vacation mm-hmm. and just a lot of crazy stuff. And Where so you going? we also just kind of Austin. felt that it, I feel like we talked about most of the things we wanted to talk Indeed. about at the time. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So. This, this does not and necessarily mean that we're done forever with it, but we're going to be done for a while. Mm-hmm. And if you are curious on how we feel about other things, we have a whole like year ago series that you could check out. We now have that, 10 episodes that covers a plethora of topics. Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. It is. I'm proud Pretty of it. Good. It's good st- good content, I think. I was really proud of last week. Yeah, that was a good episode. I was really proud of you guys for last week. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, high sorry. five. Sorry I couldn't be there. <laughs> I had some comments as I was listening to it on my own. I was like, oh, I could have said this. Um, and then you guys said it, and I was like, oh, all right. I guess they don't need me at all. <gasps> wow, then. Chris is so proud of us. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, well, with that being said, I think it is time to move on with the rest of the show. It's time for some Wreck and Rev. This is the part of the show where we like to recommend and review some things for your uh, your pleasure. So, Chris, what do you have for us? Thank you. So, mine is actually a continuation of one of my favorite animes I've ever seen. And I am so stoked that it's finally back. Bleach. Bleach? Yeah. This sounds familiar. If you haven't watched Bleach as an anime fan... You are... Are they even an really, anime fan? You're really missing out. Bleach is like top tier. So it's about this guy, um, Ichigo Kurosaki, who is a regular high school kid who can see ghosts. Oh, okay. And then at one point, he meets a Shinigami, which is like a god of death, yeah. who transfers her powers to him. And he becomes one of the strongest, most powerful Shinigamis of all time. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of reasons. He's also mixed with Quincy blood and all kinds of cool stuff. But, you know. I know my sister used to read them. Yeah. Mm. So this is the final arc of the show. Um, I think the show ended like 10 plus years ago. Um, and they just brought it back for the final storyline mm. arc. And so far, man, like... It's it's one episode deep, and I'm like, yeah, this this is it. This <laughs> How is many exactly episodes is it? Um, I think it's supposed to be like forty episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Damn. it's it's such a good show, and it picks up years after the original series ended, mm. and it still uses the same characters. But now, since technology has moved forward, like the animation is better, mm. uh, the storyline, like Clone Wars, yeah. They've been working on the storyline for, like, years. Right. So it's finally, like, all top tier, ready to go. Mm. It's being uh, – it, it's – I'm so excited. Well, I'm happy it. for you, It's man. one episode <laughs> in, and I cannot wait for the rest of them. Cool beans. Thank you. All right, Harley, what do you have for us? Mine is Hubie Halloween. Hubie? Um, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Of course oh, it is. Yeah, um, makes sense. And it's freaking <laughs> hilarious. Um, so basically, it's literally about – Adam Sandler's character. Um, his name is, I think, Hubie Dubois. And he <laughs> is the monitor of Halloween every year. Is this new? I think it's recent. It's a okay. couple of years old. I've, I've okay. seen trailers and things for it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, Hunter forced me to watch it the other day. And at first I was very adamant on being like, no, I don't Adam wanna... Sandler. No, I love Adam Sandler. Oh. He's pretty cool. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't, I wasn't in the mood for that. Mm. And then he put it on and I was like, ah, I'm here in monster mash. I think I can get into this. Ooh, interesting. And, um, it was just funny. He's basically like monitoring. Um, like I said, Halloween, um, there's crazy stuff going on. There's a whole bunch of like Disney 
actresses and actors in it, like some from Ant Farm, which is more my generation. So like China Ann McLean is in it. Mm. Oh, cool. Um, and then what was that? Jesse, that other show. Some of the characters from that are also in the movie. Um, and yeah, it was just really good. So if you're if you're looking forward to a, it's still like spooky esque, yeah. but it's more funny spooky. Halloween, just good feeling. Well, see, that's that's there's a difference. There's there's spooky, which in my brain goes more fun. Like it's it's like even if it is a little scary, it's still supposed to be fun. Yeah. And then there's like horror and you know everything yeah. else. Like yeah. There, there's a there's a difference. And yeah. then there's like hocus pocus, which is like in between. Mm. I feel, which is still kind of funny. So it like leans more. It's a spectrum. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think hocus spectrum. pocus is more spooky. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm trying to think of something else that would be like more serious, but Still kind of like it, the new it movie is more like Ooh, horror, but still funny. Like, I remember when all of us watched the new it. one, yeah, the one with huh. that's just it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, huh. remember when we all watched it here? Oh, yeah, you were, and, we were all here, and I was like freaking was out, here. but it was still pretty funny. Why weren't you here? Because I don't watch stuff like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, either, so that's why I had to watch it in like company. Otherwise, I would never have watched it. You didn't have to watch it at all, that's the thing, <laughs> but I like wanted to. And then I was also for never mind. We, we reminded her that she didn't have to. She she chose it. Yeah. No, I'm not about. I that wanted life. to dive into it, but yeah. So it's like you know. Anyways, Hubie Halloween Adam Sandler movie. It's on Netflix right now. Interesting. So if you want to watch, I'll it. check it out. All right. Well, I'm continuing the Halloween theme uh, by recommending this show that came out a few years ago, The Haunting <gasps> of Hill House. I watched that my freshman year of college. So freaking crazy. That's, That's on the spectrum of. Horror. Right, right. Yeah, so Jessica, she's, of course, it's Halloween, so she's been giving me all the spooky movies and shows. Uh, all we, the spookums. Yeah, we watched <laughs> uh, the other one that he did, uh, Bly, no. Bly Manor? Yeah, we watched that one first, and it was okay. I but haven't watched that one. This one was good. I liked yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. It was a lot more dramatic and a lot more, uh, I think, thought-provoking, I think. Um, and it's just a good storyline. I really liked it, and so... If you're looking for a good spooky show on Netflix. Did I have to close my eyes for most of it? Absolutely. <laughs> but I watched it and it was just like, it was more psychological than it was mm. actually. I mean, it was still terrifying. <laughs> well, still that, horrifying. That's the only kind of but, spooky horror I can watch though, is something that actually gets you thought provoking. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't like the mindless horror like that. Like, oh yeah. Just to kill, like kill, like just to kill. Like scream movies? Yeah. The Michael Myers and all I that. don't care for it. Yeah. I don't care for I'm it. good with that. Like, monsters and serial killers, I'm always down for. Especially if they're just, like, killing to kill. It's the psychological horror that I cannot stand. Mm. That or ghosts and demons. Because that shit is real and it is here. <laughs> and I am not trying to mess with that. I don't want that in my life. I am good without it. Well, see, like, the thing also with me, with like especially with ghost stories, is I, I have to have a logic. Like, I need to know why they're doing it. It can't be illogical. Like, okay. two wh- separate people. <laughs> where, where, I, I, need, I need to know the rules of, okay, where can this ghost go? Where mm. can he not go? Like, what, what can, can he go through walls? Well, because it's no. so, cause sometimes it's inconsistent. Like, yeah. okay, but you can show up in a car, but not in, like, the bathroom. I don't know. Like, it's mm. there's inconsistent rules you know that I get irritated with. You would with. love the movie Ghost Shark. <laughs> <laughs> sounds horrible. It's one of those, like, D-rate asylum movies. But the the shark can go anywhere there is water. But they, oh, they clearly yeah. establish that in the movie. <laughs> so like this lady's washing her car and it comes out of the bucket. <laughs> but, but you know what? At least there's good ground rules. Like Yeah, <laughs> like you know where the shark is going to be. So you're fine. <laughs> All right, I'm down. 
That sounds hilarious. Um, but also, side note, another wreck, since we mentioned serial killers, confessions of a killer. Um, what is it? Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, the the documentary that, on Netflix? Yeah. Not yeah. the TV series that they made, yes. but the actual documentary. I watched that okay. too. That was pretty good. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not down for the TV series. Like no, it, I wasn't a fan. I, I didn't watch it. And the reason I didn't watch it is because the families of the victims asked people not to watch it. Yeah, that. Because Netflix is profiting off of these family stories without talking to them, without asking them any questions, without even making sure if it was okay. Right. And these people are, like, reliving their trauma again right? because of this Netflix show. And it's it's just a jack The documentary, because they actually had, like... Interviews and like, with yeah. families and like people who knew the people and stuff like that. So, but I'm also just a documentary person, anyways. Same. So, yep. All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, this is a part of the show coming up next where we'd like to just change the world, and that is Harley's hot takes. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. So, my hot take for this week, I was really marinating on it because I was like, I need to have a good one. Yeah. And it was like nothing was racking my mind. And then I sat there and I was like, like scrolling on TikTok, and I was like, wow, the range of emotions my For You page gives me in like a <laughs> five-minute span is not healthy. It's crazy, isn't it? Because like, so recently yeah. we had Hurricane Ian, uh-huh. and so I'm seeing videos of that, people's like preparing for it, people's like homes getting destroyed, and then I'm seeing like, oh, autumn in like Vermont <laughs> is like my next one, and then the next one is like somebody cooking food, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. Keep doing this. Yeah. It's got you all over the place. Yes. And so, or, and then the next one's like about sex trafficking. Mm. And I, it's a lot well, on the, the, the dome. It's funny that you say it that way because Jess and I were comparing each other's for you pages the other day. And I realized that mine is like half like news, like depressing news in the world in like deconstruction and stuff like that. Mm. But then the other half is like comic books and superheroes. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> or just random stupid videos. Like the other day yeah. I saw a video of, um, I think I sent it to maybe somebody in this room, um, but it was the it was somebody panning to an Among Us little plush, and then they took it, threw it into an empty tile vent in the ceiling, and then like the first comment on the video was like, "Oh, orange vented," you know, when like Among Us was a big thing. Oh yeah. So so it's like funny things like that that are like vine worthy, and then boom, <laughs> someone's like, "It's a news story about somebody that just got murdered." Yeah. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> keep doing this. There was a. A comedian, I can't remember which one it was, but he was talking about like the differences in Oprah episodes. <laughs> and this conversation was reminding me of that. Like you've got the fun Oprah episode where she comes out and she's like, Everybody gets a car. Right. Everybody's getting their own personalized school. <laughs> Everybody gets a humpback whale. <laughs> and then there's the episode where she's just standing there in a single spotlight. Mm. The O on her show goes like twice as slow. And she just goes pedophiles <laughs> someone you know might be a pedophile you yourself might be a pedophile <laughs> just like yeah that i mean yeah that, that is the yeah. same thing it's the same like range of emotion but the difference is on tiktok it's all compacted yeah. into yeah. like five minutes yeah you're you're on a roller coaster which is fine if you're roller coastering for like 30, 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But people scroll TikTok for hours. Right. And you're just like up and down, yeah. up and down, left and right. It's So that is my, that's my hot take. We need to fix that. There, there needs to be like, there needs to be a way that you can maybe categorize your algorithm. 
Mm. Like, what mood am I in today? Right. Feeling silly. <laughs> Honestly, that might be a good, like, <laughs> I mean, that actually is funny, but, like, that might be a good way. Like, what is your mood today? Yeah, like, what are you? I, I've yeah. skipped videos that I'm sure I would have liked if I were in the right mood for right. it. Right. But yeah. I didn't because I wasn't in the mood. And TikTok does not have a mood stabilizer setting. Yeah. And then I also feel guilty when it's, like, something serious and I'm, like, I'm, I don't have the mental capacity. Yeah. But I really want to watch this. But then I'm, like, scroll. Yeah. Because yep. I can't. Right. I can't. So mm, that's a good hot take. I thank like you. That. Thank you. Fix it, TikTok. Gen Z bringing it to the bringing it to the to the to the corporation, the Chinese Chinese own, right? I truly don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't get me lying. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, we are moving along to one of our favorite parts of the show, and that is what did I miss? Yes, this is the part of the show where we'd like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about, guys. Look, if there's one thing I know that keeps our listeners coming back. It's not going to be whatever you want it to be. It, it's, it's not the, what actually keeps the listeners coming back. Whatever the, he's about to say next is going to upset me. It's the diligent reporting on road spillage. Yep. Guys, it's been a month and a half since we've done this. And so I got three new road spills for you guys. Oh, and and because God. of this, I'm going to make a game out of this. Yes, I'm going to have a game. So uh, I'm going to read a description about the said spill. And you tried to guess what was spilled. Okay. Mm. Let's okay. See this. You ready? All right. Number one from Ronan Glon at Autoblog. Mere days after a semi truck spilled over 150,000 tomatoes on a California interstate, a similar but separate incident left part of a Tennessee interstate covered in another popular topping more commonly found on a al dente spaghetti than on asphalt. What is that item? Cheese of some kind. Mm, yeah. Because the other one was tomatoes, so it can't also be tomatoes. I'm guessing cheese. <gasps> Butter. Butter. All right, quote, while details about the crash remain few and far between, local news channel Action News 5 reports that the truck hit a re- retaining wall and spilled a trailer's worth of Alfredo sauce ah. in the northbound lanes. Yeah. Can you really call that spaghetti if it's got Alfredo That's sauce? what I was about to say. I was like, it's not spaghetti. It's um, fettuccine. I mean, spaghetti mm. is the type of noodle, though. So if you put it on top of spaghetti. But usually Alfredo goes with, like, fettuccine noodles. Yeah, usually. Anyways, yeah. So it's still cheese. So Chris was right. Is it? Yeah. Is Alfredo cheese? Yeah, you make it with cheese. No way. I've made Alfredo before. I don't believe you. Cheese in it. I married a chef. I should know this. Jess, can you agree to this or? Thank you. But it's not. It's made from butter, heavy cream, and Parmesan cheese. Yeah. All right. But is it cheese though? Like you're it's good. a cheese it's sauce. It's cream and cheese. It's but, a cheese uh, sauce. But it's not cheese. Okay, fine. All right, we'll give I you the point. I'm not playing, so it doesn't matter. Give them half a point then. All right, half a point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fighting for you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, number I'm two. I'm over here, butter. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> butter dog. The dog with the butter. All right, here we go. This one's a twofer. Uh, from <laughs> NPR. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Taper. Uh, from NPR, quote, a Florida highway had to temporarily close Wednesday after a semi-trailer carrying cases of blank crashed and turned in, uh, the roadway into a silver sea of blank. Can I get a hint? Um, um, can I phone a friend? No. Oh. <laughs> um, you said a silver sea? So is this like an object? 
It is okay. Actually, it's one thing. So it, while there's two blanks, it's one thing. Uh, but I just right, right, right. Um, is it also something it, I would find? It's consumed with regularly. Food. Oh, no. it's a food. Yes, it is oh. a food. It's consumed regularly, um, regularly. especially in silver Florida. Silver sea. A silver <gasps> sea. Oysters, maybe. Mussels, something of that nature. Mussels. Are Oysters. Okay, I'll give you one more hint. Oh, they are. Here. Florida man. Alligator. Crocodiles. What do Florida man consume a lot of? Crack. <laughs> I say faces. Um, or what would you imagine they would? I don't know. Silver Sea. Because you say Silver Sea, I'm immediately thinking. Okay, well, I, I guess I guess I'm one more hint. Like anchovies. Like. The silver <gasps> doesn't have to do with consumable. It has to do with what it's packaged in. Tuna. Tuna. Aluminum. Is it foil? tuna? I'm going with tuna. Okay, tuna. I'm going with... It's definitely a fish. Consumable, Chris. Think consumable. about that. Consumable. Aluminum is not consumable. Consumable. I mean, if you really try. <laughs> I mean... It depends on how hard you're trying, yeah. <laughs> you're it's a Florida man. I mean... <laughs> you never know. Beer? All right. Mm-hmm. The pilot began when one semi-trailer clipped another after changing lanes. Officials said uh, that forced other semis to break, but one failed to stop and collided with a pickup truck, and another one... Uh, at the stopping semis. The semi that failed to stop was filled with cases of silver bullet beer. Oh! <laughs> One and a half points. Nice. There's no freaking way. How did you get that? He said that I hate aluminum it foils or aluminum isn't consumable, and that is the only thing I can think of <laughs> that's like packaged in aluminum that Florida man would... Yeah, aluminum cans. You're yep. freaking right. I was thinking glass beer. Silver sea, the aluminum. Uh, okay. All right, last one. Is it cool? I have a degree. I can't even <laughs> think. This is ridiculous. I don't think this is scholarly noteworthy here. <laughs> this is where the street smarts beats the book smart. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing Chris knows is what kind of spillage looks like after it's been... I don't, know how I don't like the way you phrase that. I don't like the way you phrase that. All right, from Brian Silvestro at RodentTrack.com, quote, a rollover crash on I-40 in Oklahoma set social media on fire Wednesday after one of the trucks involved appeared to drop its sticky, this is my put in, sticky load of blank and blank into the roadway as a result of the incident, according to the Independent. I don't like the way you put that either. So this one is the best, and it is two separate things, a sticky load of blank and blank. Lube. It sounds super sexual. He said load. That's yeah. what I'm going with. I, I don't Maybe. want it to be sexual. I'm going to say <laughs> syrup and... <laughs> well, that could be. <laughs> I don't like where he this is going. He said load. Yes, he said Come load. Come on. He's giving us a hint or here. Is it, or is it deception? <gasps> I, no. I don't want it to be sexual, but I feel like it is. I'm going to agree with Harley. I'm going to say dildos. All right. Hel- Helicopter footage <laughs> published to YouTube on Oklahoma News 9 on Wednesday shows what happened to be boxes of sex toys ah. and tubes of lube ah. scattered across Get the roadway it. near Mustang Road just outside Oklahoma City. No injuries were reported. Wow. Yeah. I've had some fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in that situation? Like, you come up on that and you're like, uh... <coughs> 
I didn't want to copyright, but the footage um, from YouTube is uh, hilarious because they're talking about the wreck and they don't know what it is yet. And they're talking to the guy in the helicopter like, hey, John, do you know what it is? And like, and you know, I can't really tell. And they zoom in <laughs> all the way. And you just see these dildos all over the road. And they're like, oh, oh but you know what? I don't know what it is. I <laughs> I've never seen one of these in my life, mom. Uh, well, there you go, guys. Uh, your 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 monthly dose of road spillage. I got you covered. Spillage. Yeah, Chris, what do you have for us? Nothing after that. I just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so mine. If there's one thing I know that keeps our listeners coming back, <laughs> it's escaped animals. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a common thing that we talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Extremely aggressive escaped rodeo bull remains at large in North Carolina. <laughs> of course, <laughs> at large, <laughs> at, at large, a rodeo bull. Yeah, <laughs> so, an escaped rodeo bull described as dangerous and extremely aggressive remained at large in North Carolina on Saturday as officials search for the 700-pound animal in Dang. Norwood, North Carolina. Police revealed Wednesday that the bull had escaped from a stockyard in town located about 50 miles east of Charlotte. But they quickly added, it was no ordinary animal. What in the Jumanji? Yeah. So they said uh, this bull is chocolate in color, which feels a little racist, but we'll let it slide. And is extremely aggressive. The department cautioned, if you see the bull, call 911 immediately. And under no circumstances should you approach the animal as he will chase you. Dang. And I don't know if you've met people from the South, but we're not prepared to outrun a bull. <laughs> but they are uh, prepared to do do with it. I swear. I feel like Southern, Southern, hello, Southerners. Always want to like interact with any crazy wild animal. Oh, yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Florida man thing. Uh, police <laughs> chief James Wilson told the Stanley News and Press the aggressive bull broke through the wall and Jeez. escaped from the stockyard <laughs> around 10 a.m. on committed Wednesday. Committed to get out. They brought in some cowboys from out of town to try and track this bull down. Cowboys, however, reported no sign of the escape bull on Friday. Man. Could you imagine Dude. bringing in like a professional right. cow person? Like, this is your your whole job is cows. Cut like, down it's cows. in the title. Yeah, <laughs> and they find nothing of a seven hundred pound animal. <laughs> See, that's I just problem. can't fathom that he was just like, "Fuck it," breaks <laughs> through a wall. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. No, uh, I respect him for that. Now, supposedly, uh, Reba Luther told the station. And I'm going to try to do this in my best Reba Luther <laughs> accent. Oh, yeah. Somebody didn't want to lock the gate, and the big joker got out. The way I understand it, he was chasing cars on Indian Mound Road. <laughs> and Reba, I'm sorry if you don't sound like that. But oh, that's how you sound Where is this, mind. North Carolina? North Carolina. Oh, oh definitely. She does. What? Have you never heard a North Carolinian? Uh, one, I don't know if that's what you call them. Two, yeah, I've I been think there that's before. definitely what you call them. Is it? Okay. Carolinian? 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 I think it's both. Just call them whatever. Carolina. <laughs> Somebody from North Carolina. <laughs> that sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the escape spawned a plethora of social media posts mocking the situation. One especially humorous meme generated oh, by the public was reposted by the Norwood <gasps> Police Department on Facebook. Wow. You can find that on their Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, Darn tootin'. That's so funny. Yeah. All it's right. It's kind of like, well, <laughs> shit. shit. 
I guess he's gone. <laughs> um, okay, so mine, since we've been talking about Florida, mine isn't as insane as the last two. This but, is a good um, story. It's a good story. It's yeah. a feel good. So a Florida woman says she lost her wedding ring just before Hurricane Ian oh, had no. devastated her city. But then her husband found it days later in the storm debris outside their home. Incredible. Oh, cool. So basically, she was like, um, her name's Ashley Garner. She was like cleaning up something in her garage. She put it like, oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, she took all her rings off because she was going to do like some, they have like a punching bag. Oh. And so she was about to work out. And so she like took her rings off, put them down. That sounds like Florida. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in your garage. Just casual. Three days before a hurricane. Um, and so I guess. You got to fight the hurricane. Come on. Who's gonna, who else is going to do it? Tim will do it. <laughs> Guns blazing. I watched Tim try to fight a hurricane once before. Oh, my God. We're not telling oh, the story. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard this. Anyways. So then um, basically the next day she went to go. She never put her rings back on. She went um, to go get her rings out of the garage. And she noticed that the chair that she had put them on was moved. And so she's like, well, shit, where are my rings? And so she's like searching around a garage, couldn't find them, only found two of her other rings that she had on, but still no sign of her wedding mm. ring. Um, and so basically she was just kind of like, obviously wedding rings are very sentimental. Like they're, you know, people yeah. have connections to that. I guess. Um, some people. But then she was just kind of like, well, I mean, if it comes up, it comes up. I really don't care. More worried about the hurricane that's coming in. And so, basically, Smart. a day or late, so later, the Hurricane Ian hints their home. Well, it didn't, like, destroy their home, but, like, their neighborhood. You know, trees everywhere. And so, the following day after that, they were um, outside cleaning up some trees and, like, bushes and debris and all that stuff. And then her husband, um, literally, I guess he was searching in the bushes outside their home and saw her ring. Wow. Dope. Yeah. Um but they, and they had looked there like a couple days prior, so yeah. they like searched the whole front yard because her garage door was open when she was like mm. working out, blah blah blah. Um, and so he found it like in the debris, just kind of marinating there, wow. just sitting there. So he gave it to her son, who like brought it into her, and then she like screamed and was like, "Holy crap! How did we even find this after a hurricane?" Yeah. And so yeah, that's oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, well, good yeah, for happy her. Happy ending, and especially after the fact that she was just kind of already like accepted that it was going to be like gone. She was just like, oh, oh well, right. like I'm not even worried about that. But then she found it, and it was like, ah. And now she can't even claim it on her insurance, though. Oh, darn. Um, so is it a feel-good story? <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, I'm sure she can <laughs> She can claim other things <laughs> when it comes to that. But, yeah. woo Nice. Love. Good for her. I guess. All right. Well, thank you, Harley, for bringing the one positive news story out of all this. Oh. Yay. I think mine was pretty positive. Oh, a bull they got us. They bull. <laughs> they haven't found it's it. It's a free bull now. <laughs> What is this, free willy for cows? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love to see it. All right, guys. We're going to end this, but don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about some food Ooh. and eat a delicious meal. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Man, this, I'm, I'm glad I found this song. It's a, it's a good, nice little it is a, new it's one. A it's a dope it's, song. It's man. providing all the serotonin. I'm yes. here for it. I love it. All right, guys. We are back here to talk about some food. Our main segment, mukbang. <laughs> what, is, what is that? 
So according <laughs> according to the internet, a mukbang, also known as an eating show, is an online audiovisual broadcast in which a host or hosts consume various quantities of food while interacting with the audience. I didn't know this. So yeah. it's pretty big in like ASMR spaces. Mm. Um, a lot of like um, food network shows, they do partial mukbang episodes where they're like, oh, let's prepare the food and eat it. Right. And then we'll tell you about it. Interesting. Now, Lots typically, there's like a lot of food, like a whole table full of food. Yeah, we don't got that. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, my, Maybe my another time or something. My lovely chef wife made us a dish. Yes. Just a dish. Chris, tell us about her and all that she does and also this dish, please. Yeah, so my wife, Janelle Saffron, is a world-class chef. Mm-hmm. The best. Mm-hmm. Like, literally top-tier chefs. I don't think I've eaten anything as good as her food. Yeah. And I say that as her husband, but also, like, outside of our relationship, if she ever divorced me, <laughs> I would still pay her to make me food. Yeah. She's that good. Yeah. Like, it could be a, a knockdown, drag-out, awful divorce where if- she takes everything from me. And I would use what little money I'm not spending on child support to buy her food. I would probably not become your best friend anymore and become her best friend just to I get would her lose food. friends because yeah. her food yeah. is that good. And I'm okay with that. I understand it entirely. I get it. I wouldn't even be mad at you. I would probably ask you to bring me her food. You're like, please, she won't talk to me anymore. Okay, we can keep our secret friendship, and I'll just, it'll be a, it'll be a, that's how I'll get you food. Janelle, don't listen to this episode if you're planning on leaving me. Um, So, yeah, Uh, she is amazing at what she does. Her main thing is finding delicious ways to make health food, Mm. which I know a lot of people hear health food and they're like, oh, gross, salads, just veggies all day long. Yeah, cabbage. Gotta eat keto. Um, But she, she makes food that is, not only delicious, but also healthy for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, like it's she not does, boring. It's really not. Uh, yeah. She does like lasagnas and she does uh, meatloaf, which a lot of people don't like, but I love meatloaf. Um, she does like today, I think for dinner tonight, we're having like Cajun uh, shrimp fried rice. Mm. And I'm super stoked about that. Wow. Um, she made like chicken and gravy with mashed potatoes, which all sounds like southern comfort foods yeah. that are like high in calories and fat and all that stuff but she makes it in the most healthy way physically possible and it is still full of literally all the flavor that mm. like you can't even tell the difference it's not like a coke and diet coke thing yeah it's just it it's is good. what it is it's mm. just delicious um she went to the art institute in the culinary program, graduated from that. So she's mm. well-educated in what she does. Yeah. She's been cooking literally since she was like a little over two years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, her grandfather was a chef in the Coast Guard, Navy. Involved One water. of the militaries. <laughs> one of the militaries. Um, <laughs> one of those. So cooking, one cooking is all through her family. Her mom's a really good cook. Her brother cooks at... Everybody in her family cooks. Um, it's probably one of the main reasons I wanted to be part of that family so bad. It's <laughs> a good I reason. Love food, um, but she is well educated. She runs her own food prep company now called Kitchen Witch, yeah. and she has yeah. a food blog called Saffron Etc. That's S A F F R O N. We will have those links in our in our episode show notes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 
as well as her business card if you want to snap yeah. a picture of it. Um, so this episode obviously is brought to you by Saffron ATC and Kitchen Witch Meals. Yeah. Nice. And by brought to you, I mean she paid us in food. Yeah. Yeah. I've bought some of her uh, Kitchen Witch Meals, and they were so yummy. Mm. So Super easy to do too because they're all microwave ready to go. Like you basically just get the meal, throw it in the microwave, and wow, yeah, it's like a TV dinner, but delicious and healthy and yeah. healthy. So here's what we're doing today, guys. We are going to be eating this delicious food. While we continue to talk about food, uh, we didn't want to just like eat for 20 minutes and like and just smack and everything like while we're talking about what we're eating. So we're not we're not we're not Janelle so we don't know all the expert things to say about the foods I, just, I know a lot I know you do but the, <laughs> but but it's only through like hearing her describe it so many times yeah so I don't actually think I know what I'm talking we're, about we're not experts is what I'm I've saying just, I've just memorized a lot of terms there you go yeah yeah um I think we should take our first bite agreed let's do it are we all doing the same exact oh, time did you want to this is an audio thing it? so Oh, yeah. What are we eating for those who aren't All right, watching? So, I'm going to take a bite while you're talking about it. Yeah, please do. This dish, and I'm going to do my best to describe it based on the text that she sent me. <clears throat> wow. Oh my. In a world oh my. <laughs> with an Italian sausage ragu over spaghetti squash with gluten-free noodles topped with three Italian cheeses. She tossed the spaghetti squash and noodles with an olive dupe dressing before ladling the sauce over the top and baking it. This shit is This is so good. It's essentially like a spaghetti squash, spaghetti lasagna type dish. Kinda. Yeah. Like, if Olive Garden were also health food and way better than it is. Right. If you had not, would you say the noodles were made out of? Spaghetti, spaghetti squash. squash. If you wouldn't have said that, I would not have known. Yeah. I, I legitimately, and granted, I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert, but I would not have known. This is really just delicious. It's cheesy, too, like, but, like, not overly cheesy. Like, it's just, it's just perfect. It's, like, a really, really good spaghetti dish that you would expect to get at, like, an actual Italian restaurant, I yeah. guess. Like, if you went to Italy... Mm. This is what you would expect the spaghetti to taste like, I think. Like, when I think of spaghetti, like, this is the kind of thing I think of. Not like that watery, mm. runny tomato right. sauce, but it's a good meat sauce mm-hmm. with, like, you know, some cheese and some veggies in it kind of thing. Yeah, and she makes most of this stuff by hand. I think the gluten-free noodles that she used with the spaghetti squash she bought, but the meat sauce, the everything else she makes usually in-house by hand Mm. and it's always delicious yeah i love left overnight (laughs) it's like my favorite thing because i can go back and pick my favorite meal for the week and just be like i loved eating this i'm gonna eat it again (laughs) really really helps with the uh the mental disorders (laughs) finding those comfort foods yeah 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 yeah. and she makes giant amounts of them because like i said she does this for food prep so usually she'll send out a menu for her customers. They pick what meals off of the menu they want, and then she goes and gets the ingredients, makes some meals. They come and pick up, pay, and go on their their busy way. And with that, I get the leftovers. So when she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make chicken and gravy," oh yeah, she makes chicken and gravy, dishes it out for 
however many meals she's making, and then whatever's left over all comes to me. Mm. It's a good life. What a life. Yeah, it I'm is such say. a good life. Mm. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. That's good stuff. My favorite thing. Chris, would you like to keep going, or should we skip to the game first? Should we do um, the game first? Let's do the game first so I can eat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we have a game, and then we have some other uh, food things that we want to talk about, uh, some some facts and some history, and, you know, not just our favorite things like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Like, we want this to be entertaining and informational at the same time. Yeah. So we have a game, and it's been going around the internet. Uh, it's called Draft or something along those lines. And essentially the way this is going to go is we're going to – Basically, pick our last meals, and these meals are what you personally only get for, like, the rest of your life. Mm. But no one else can ever eat them. So, you want to pick your best or your favorite meals, and that's your meal, only yours, only you to eat it. Make sense? Right. And we're it. doing top four, and you want to start with your number one, like a regular NFL basketball draft. You want to pick with what you think is the best one and just keep going down the list. Okay? Got it. I didn't think about this, but we need to flip a coin about who goes first. All right. I found a, uh, a little tool here to use. Uh, we have a name picker. Let's do the first one. The first one is going to be uh, loading results. Chris, you're first. Hey, dope. Followed by... Ooh, 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 ooh. Followed by... Sorry, this thing takes a while. Harley, and I'm last. Nice. Okay. All right. So is this like no one else in the world can ever eat this food again? It's yeah. Just it's for just me. you. Like, it's a draft. I mean, imagine it's just the three of us, but like the two of us can't ever take that meal from Oh, me. okay. So it's just the two of you, not the whole world. But you want to choose the best meals. Well, it, it depends. On what? If it's the whole world, I'm going to pick something that vastly changes everything about what we do. No, 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 no. It's don't, just don't, you as a person. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, imagine that's it that what I'm way. Like, if it's just me getting to eat this and no one else in the entire universe can, like, no, that don't changes, think of it that, way. That changes the answer that I'm going to pick. You're, you're if it's too, just the two of you. It's just too deep in this. Yeah, just think of it as three of then us. It, it, you know. don't, don't think of it as – if I, I, I should have phrased it differently. What do you think is the best and that is your thing? The best – like, and we can't steal it from you, but, like, that's, like, imagine if it was Halloween candy, and, like, we got our Halloween things back, and we did a, a draft. Okay, I pick Reese's Cups. That's my number one. I get all the Reese's Cups. It's just people in the room. All right. Okay. Meals. Go. Chris, what's your number one? Mm, pulled pork. Oh. I didn't pick that. I'm good. Wow. Pulled pork. Pulled pork is probably my favorite meat, and if I had to turn it into a meal, I could throw it on potatoes or rice or right. something like that, and I'm salad even. Like, I'll get a salad and throw some pulled pork on top of it, call it a day. Wow, that's a good one. All right, Harley, you're you're next. Spaghetti with garlic bread. Meat sauce. Wow. Spaghetti. Shoot. You're just going to take that from Tim. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have to look at mine because I had spaghetti up there. Um, steak, like steak and mashed potatoes. All right. So that's all of our number one drafts. Chris, your number two draft. Um, mine is ramen. Ooh. Oh, I didn't put that. Oh, thank God. If, if you have good I ramen, I, I get you. Yeah, that's smart. Even if it's not like super good, I've never had bad ramen. <laughs> It's just a comfort meal. It's like a good, easy, yeah. chill meal. Like, yeah. I think the best ramen I've ever had was uh, Christmas. Janelle made some ramen for Tyler and I, and it was 
oh my god it was so good it even had like the little naruto fish cake like she went out of her way to get mm-hmm. the stuff that we like yeah and turn it into like a, a healthy delicious ramen yeah. for us and oh. tyler and i both loved it um one of the other ones is the duck ramen from um that restaurant we went to in disney oh uh, Morimoto's. yeah the oh, duck yeah. ramen was real good mm. all right harley I'm next. You're number two. Um, tomato soup and grilled cheese. Oh. Wow. She got you. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. My next one, my number two, is going to be pizza. There's all, there's all kinds of pizzas out there. I don't care what you say. Pizza can make a, any good meal. Like, it, it's just it just is. Especially if you have, like, different variations of it. Like, you don't get tired of it. Yeah. All right. That's my number two. Fair enough. With anything on it. Or Fair like enough. different types of dough. Right, right. Pizza was going to be my next one, but it's fine. <laughs> what's, you got me. What's your number three, Chris? Sushi. Oh, that's a good one. That was on my list too. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing with sushi is like it can be almost anything. Like you can do just right. eggs. You can do uh, rice or no rice. You can do – and when I say sushi, I don't mean like the actual definition of sushi. I mean what is colloquially known as sushi. So whether it's nigiri or the yeah. rolls or any of that stuff. Mm. Darn, that's good. Nice. Darn. All right, Harley. Um, bagogi with rice and kimchi. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bagogi. Okay. Um, I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> okay, so this is what? My number three? Because I'm last. All right, my number three, I'm going to go with a smart route here, is I'm going to go with tacos. Mm. <laughs> I got to have some kind of Mexican influence here, and tacos is the best way to do it. It covers all kind of things. You can make all kind of tacos. So. Tacos is my next one. Yeah. And the only reason I did sushi before tacos is out of spite because I knew sushi was on your list. <laughs> I knew you might take tacos, so I had to do it. <laughs> See, this is why I could never be like a sports team drafter because I wouldn't pick the best people. <laughs> I would pick people that I wanted other people to not have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would end up with like yeah, six quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would end up with six quarterbacks on my team. <laughs> You can't you can't get up the field if you can't throw a ball, now, can you? <laughs> Chris, um, during the NBA draft, did you only draft point guards? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, number four, this is your last one, your last pick. What is it, Chris? I don't know, man. I had tacos as my last one, <laughs> and you snuck it away from me. Um, I got a I got a good one for number four. Breakfast meals, sausage, egg, cheese, waffles, pancakes, French toast, like that type of like combo breakfast. Does that count as one thing? You said meals, but like, like breakfast. But th- that's not that's not, it's like, like uh, pick a specific <laughs> breakfast meal. Like pancakes is a specific like breakfast meal. Are you doing like savory breakfast meal? Like a main thing. Like if you're ordering off a menu, what is it going to say? Uncle Herschel's breakfast. Oh my Cracker god! Barrel. We're not doing no. We're not doing a buffet like, here. I'm talking like a specific meal. Like you get your two sausage links or your two bacon strips, your eggs, your pancakes or French toast, and then your little side of like apples or mm. 
okay. potatoes or whatever it is they give you, your, your hash brown. I mean, I wasn't going to do breakfast, were you? Mm-mm. Okay, so I guess we'll let you have it. Breakfast. Thank you. Okay, good all right, breakfast. fair enough. It's a good pick. Good pick. Yeah, it is. All right, Harley? Most um, important meal of the day. Acai bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wanted to do a healthy one so I could still have, like, that fruit kind of thing. And there's also, you could put granola in it, and you can put, like, honey, and you mm. can put peanut butter, and you can do bananas in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Acai you know, bowl. we have that at our house. I know. If I you ate. ever wanted to come <laughs> hang out with us. Hey! <laughs> Stop this. All right. Chris, you took away sushi from me. I already did tacos. Um, I'm going to go with barbecue. Mm. But he said pulled pork, so you have to spe- oh. you have to pick a specific barbecue. Shoot, you're right. Meat. Darn it. Oh, crap. Yeah. See, I was like brisket? To, I, you could do brisket. I could do brisket, and but I don't know if I would want that as a like Theoretically, can I still do pulled pork tacos? No. No. Because it's, it's a taco. It's like you can't. <laughs> Fine. I'll do pulled pork burritos. Yeah. Darn it, burritos was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still could both do burritos. Um, darn it. Darn it. Fried chicken. Ooh. Or fried, yeah, yeah. Fried chicken, fried meat kind of thing. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. I did not put that on my list because I didn't want to be the black guy that was like, fried chicken. <laughs> You're so bad. I mean, what? Like, <laughs> you, I don't want to be that guy. Like, like, you what can't you want be, you're me? black. <laughs> there are certain things you just can't say as your favorite food. Like, obviously fried chicken and watermelon are delicious. Everybody loves it. But as a black person, you can't be like, my favorite food is fried chicken and watermelon. <laughs> But why can't it be? It can. You just can't say it out loud <laughs> to a group of white people. Because then it just perpetuates the stereotype. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. Like, it can absolutely be your favorite. No shade there. Yeah. You just can't tell white people that it is. Mm. Okay. Because then they're like, uh, I knew it. <laughs> and then that whole friendship has to end because you're like, what do you mean you knew it? <laughs> like... If you want to keep your white friends, you cannot tell them that your favorite food is fried chicken or watermelon. Oh my gosh! All right, well that was our that was our meal draft. We'll, we'll have to do that again with a different subject or mm. whatever, like, like movies or. I had fun with the draft. It's fun, right? I'm looking at these um, good meals. These meals that everybody picked, and Tim is <laughs> predominantly meat. Yeah. Um, Chris has a bit of variety. That's pretty good. Um, and then mine, I think, is the most diverse and most. You would, you would probably survive the longest out of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put sushi on my thing. Yeah, but like she's, <laughs> I guess uh, sushi. I like she's got more greens and like vegetables. And Have you never seen seaweed? You're gonna go on seaweed alone? It's green. <laughs> <laughs> I guess tacos. I can get some lettuce in there. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pizza. I can put some toppings on there. Pineapple. Spinach. Oh. Well, pineapple goes on pizza. No, shut up. Oh, We're my done. God. We're done here. Next thing we have. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move this shindig along with, uh, what are we talking about, Chris? Brief history? We are talking about a brief history of food. Here's the information coming your way. Oh, yeah. You know how I do what I do <laughs> when I do it? I don't, I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah, so I'll a brief history of food. 
Um, this is what we call gastronomy. It's the study of food and culture. You're into that kind of thing, which I am. I am, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Kind of have to be. Yeah. Even if I weren't, like, I'm into it now. <laughs> You're in it now. You, yeah. you know. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Strapped into the coaster, might as well enjoy the ride. Um, it all started with prokaryotes, the earliest life forms, oh simple gosh. creatures that fed on carbon <laughs> compounds. Hey, are we talking about the first instances of things eating other things? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about like, oh, the first dishes made in ancient Mesopotamia was this and this. No, you're going like, oh no. <laughs> it all started <laughs> at the very it beginning. It all started with the prokaryotes. Um, they are simple creatures that fed on carbon compounds that were accumulating in Earth's early oceans, and life has been eating ever since. See, if you give me time. That's it. That's the history. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. The whole history. I told you it'd be fast. Um, <laughs> skipping ahead a few millennia. <laughs> just a few. The first, Yeah, just a few. Uh, the first major evolutionary change in the human diet was the incorporation of meat and marrow from large animals, which occurred by at least 2.6 million years ago. Mm. That's when uh, humanoids, hominids, however you want to call it, um, I believe it was Homo erectus, the first. Well, that's us. Isn't it? Oh, we're Homo sapiens. You're correct. Yeah, I believe it was Homo erectus when they first started using tools and things. Um, it sounds the, horrible. The way it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they... The erectus part? Or what are you talking about? Homo just erectus. To get together. Oh, okay. Nobody thought about that when they were naming species. They're like, yeah, this one's great. <laughs> this is exactly what they are. Um, but you can, they can tell around 2.6 million years ago, they see uh, bones and things where these Homo erectus civilizations, quote-unquote, were. Mm -hmm. um, they see tool marks on bones, and there's a certain splatter um, configuration, I guess, on shattered bones when uh, they're smashed with a stone. Mm -hmm. And then you can see, like, there's calcium on these stones that are nearby that hmm. comes from bones. So they kind of figured out, like, 2.6 million years ago is when they started eating meat and shaving it off the bone. They used to eat it raw until they discovered fire and started cooking things, yeah. which you can see a really great example of that in SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> kind of an accident type thing on SpongeBob, but that's <laughs> kind of how they figure it went. Um, the diet of the earliest hominins was probably similar to the diet of modern chimpanzees. They were omnivorous, including large quantities of fruit, leaves, flowers, bark, insects, and meat. Bark. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. Tree bark can always be boiled into something. Whether it's good or bad is irrelevant, but it can always be boiled into something. Uh, thanks to the lack of written record, we don't really know these things for sure, but what we do have, uh, with what writings we do have, and with archaeology, we can make some pretty good guesses about the history of food. Um, now, some of the first recorded man-made foods include stews from about 6,000 years ago. Uh, 6,000 B.C., sorry. Butter. There has been an old, uh, what we call bog butter was discovered. It's something that somebody had sealed butter into like a mug or a jar oh. or something, and it got lost in a bog. It's about 3,000 years old. Uh, mm. 3,000 B.C., sorry. Bogs wow. are crazy. Pancakes. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't know pancakes are one of the oldest foods in the world. That makes sense, actually. It's pretty simple. Yeah. So there is a, a, 
an archaeological dig where they found a hominin and they checked the contents of his stomach like he was flash frozen or something like that. Mm. The contents of his stomach and there was a pancake in there. Ah, super cool. Like the modern version of pancakes or just like the, the kind of thing where you just combine things together, fry it both sides and it's like, you know, pancake shape, you know, kind of thing. Oh, no, it, it was like a, an Eggo pancake. <laughs> it's branded. It says Eggo on the side. <laughs> I don't know. I just I mean, because there's like in Korea, they do things like kimchi pancakes or like, you know, chive pancakes with like egg kind of thing. Well, it was so. definitely bread. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was definitely bread. Now, the next Flour. thing would be flood noodles found in 2100 B.C. Hmm. or from 2100 B.C. rather. Um, now, flood noodles are just kind of like the base, what you think of as a noodle is found mm. in China. Um, another side note to this thing, I feel like a lot of the history of food is based on white civilizations because I feel like Africa would have right a lot of different first foods, but I didn't see a lot of that when I was doing the research. Um, and then the oldest thing that mankind is known for making would be bread, yep. about 30,000 B.C. Just not sliced. Yeah, it wasn't sliced until... 1930s, right? 40s? Around Betty White's Yeah, birthday. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> is she still kicking? No. She died. She died. She died. Right. Yeah, she died recently. All right, I was always used to saying At the she's beginning still of the year. That's died. right. Kind of hurtful, actually, that you forgot that. I'm yeah. going to cry, actually. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Brit, welcome right. to the bread bank. Well, thank you for the history, Chris. Yeah, man. It's what I do. I think it's next up, cool. we had some fun facts. You guys want to back and forth with these? Yes, let's do it. Harley, you go first. Applesauce was the first food eaten in space. Which makes sense. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I think that it would be an easy thing to just... You know, like those uh, squirt yeah, go-go's. Yeah, a little yeah. pouch. Yeah. Ellie, Ellie loves those applesauce pouches. I mm. love those applesauce pouches. They're yeah. good. They're pretty good. They just hit different. All right. Simple. Uh, pistachios aren't nuts. They're actually fruits. Liar. There's actually a lot of nut that what we call nuts are actually fruits, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think I put something else in here about that, too. Hmm. Um, broccoli contains more protein than steak. <gasps> so the vegans will survive. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> If they're only eating broccoli, they'll survive. I guess so. <laughs> uh, raspberries are a member of the rose family. How intriguing. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Did you know roses are edible? Yes, yes, yes. Evolution is fun. Isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, M&Ms are named after their creators, Mars and Murray. That's so cute. I actually knew this because my old do economics teacher in high school apparently used to work at Mars and oh, cool. like he told me the story about how apparently he saved M&Ms and I don't I don't know if it's true but you know probably not but go on <laughs> it was nothing crazy it was just that like somehow like he like avoided like nuclear breakdown there or something like that I don't think huh? they make chocolate with nuclear no or... I just meant I just meant like him like like a big thing. yeah yeah, yeah it was a big it. thing okay. nuclear right right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right um, potatoes were the first food planted in space what? Yeah. If Matt Damon has taught me anything, it's that you can plant potatoes on Mars' surface. Gotta science the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, popsicles were invented accidentally by a child, 11 year old Frank Epperson. Oh, well, thank Thanks, you, Frank. Frank. <laughs> you think Love he's my like, mom, Pops. <laughs> you think he made like a lot of money off of that and like, no. he just retired no, probably from not. there? Probably not, but... I, an 11-year-old like, child. I like to imagine yeah. there's an 11-year-old billionaire out there that was like, you know what? One of these days... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna They're going to know my name. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right. Uh, berries can harbor up to four larvae per 100 grams. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, if you eat berries, you've probably eaten bug babies. Why you wash your produce? My acai bowls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that's per 100 grams, so. Ugh. You've definitely eaten a lot more than that. I'm, we're going to move on because that kind of makes me want to die, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, there are a lot of things that are not what they appear. Watermelon and bananas are both berries. Huh. But. I, I think I knew that about bananas. Strawberries are not. And I think I, I also knew They're that. They're not berries, technically. Estymology is that's crazy, isn't stupid. it? stupid. Yeah. It's like there's no such thing as a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Vegetables yeah, aren't real. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, right? I think yeah. we did. Um, mm. And last but certainly not least, the cereal Fruit Loops all taste the same, even though they're different colors. What a shame. I know, that kind of sucks. But like at the same time... I know a lot of people that would fight me about that fact. but <laughs> You're like, purple tastes like grape. No, it doesn't. Liar. Who is pouring milk on grapes right now? <laughs> like, who wants that? That's awful. Not even grapes on gl- on grape flavored things. No fruit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then my last little bit on food. I'm just gonna blast through this because there's a lot of information here that's all important. You need every bit of it for your life to be normal. What's the topic? Uh, this is about the commercialization of food. And again. Most of the history of food isn't written down because it's not like a super important topic to write about to most people, I guess. Um, I'm sure there are older restaurants. But according to an often repeated account that was first published in 1853, the first restaurant was opened in 1765 by a Parisian named Boulanger, as far as my pronunciation carries me. Uh, Boulanger's (laughs) establishment on Rue de Poyers. Again, I don't speak French. Near the Louvre, that one I know is right, <laughs> serve mostly bouillons, uh, which is restorative broths. Oh, yeah, like bouillon cubes. Yep. Yeah, I Interesting. knew, yeah. knew that one. You get a little cube, put it in somebody's shower head, they smell like beef forever. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they never know why. I smell like beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> Uh, the first <laughs> restaurant in the United States was Delmonico's Restaurant, which was opened in 1827 by brothers Giovanni and Pietro Delmonico. Okay, More so wh- precisely, the brothers opened an ordinary cafe in 1827, and then in 1830 opened the restaurant Francais in their building next to the cafe. Okay, wh- what's the definition here? Like, That's okay. what I'm trying to figure out. Cause like, Is this like franchised by the gov- like as a government, not government entity, but like... Like, like a, I'm registering my restaurant to the government. Restaurant, I would think so, because like you got to imagine people have been making food and selling it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And like people walk in and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy this food and eat it here. Is that cool?" And they had like, that in yeah. Pompeii. Remember, like yeah, they had like the, the whole the like buffet thing. Yeah, the dr- almost drive-in theater. Yeah, uh, theater, uh, drive-in restaurant type thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I think this I is more like no, but I think it's like tax registered. Yeah, restaurant. Kind of oh, okay. like recognized. Like somebody was like, "Hey, this is what a restaurant is, and here's mine." Yeah, uh, I, and I feel like it was more like government is like, "Oh, you're making money off of this and not giving us some." Hand it over. Hand it over. Yeah. Yeah. The government, anytime you do anything. Yeah, right here. <laughs> anytime you start a restaurant, anytime you close a restaurant, anytime you die. Anytime you breathe. <laughs> pay me. Um, The first, and this is 
paramount to our society. The first McDonald's restaurant oh. was opened in 1940s by brothers Maurice Mack and Richard McDonald in San mm. Bernardino, California. It originally was a drive-in that offered a wide selection of items. However, in 1948, the brothers decided to revamp the business, and after three-month renovation, a newly envisioned McDonald's opened. McDonaldo. The small restaurant was designed to produce huge quantities of food at low, low prices. To achieve this, the brothers limited the menu, which only featured hamburgers, potato chips, later replaced by fries, drinks, and pie, and developed simple, efficient format that they named the Speedy Service. This included a self-service counter, so everybody that's complaining about McDonald's using self-service and Walmart using self-service, it's a lot older than you think. Mm. Uh, this included a self-service counter that eliminated the need for waitresses and waiters. The customers received their food quickly because hamburgers were cooked ahead of time, wrapped, and warmed under heat lamps. Gross. These <laughs> innovations allowed the brothers to charge just 15 cents for a basic hamburger about half the price of competing restaurants. McDonald's was a huge success, and the brothers began a franchise program. Have you seen the movie? Um, shoot, what is it called? It's, it's about McDonald's and about... Super Size Me? No. It's like <laughs> it's like a biography about, like, the... Shoot. Uh, franchise. Founding? Franchising? Franchise? Uh, I'm going to look it up. Keep going. Sorry. Well, the answer to your question is no, I have not seen that movie. All right. Um, and that became, you know, the catalyst for a lot of restaurants, like right. fast food restaurants. In 1944, W.L. Maxson Co. created the first frozen dinner called Strato Plates, wow. which it sold to the Navy and airlines. Meals consisted of three basic dishes, meat, vegetables, and a potato on a paperboard tray treated with Bakelite resin. But due to the decline in demand at the end of World War II and the death of Mr. Max, Maxson, Mixon, Maxson, however you say it, in 1947, Stratoplates never made it to the retail market. Hmm. However, three years later, Jack Fisher released Frigidinner, the first aluminum tray for frozen meals, designed for the Swanson TV dinner tray, which was shaped like a television. Huh. We'll borrow from a mm. decade later... When Albert and Meyer Bernstein Bernstein created Frozen Dinners, Inc. in 1949, the Frigidinner found a market, and by 1954, the same year Swanson trademarked the TV dinner concept, the brothers sold over two and a half million Frozen Dinners. Wow. That's crazy. It is. Can you, I just can't fathom the idea that, like, first of all, all of these brothers— Y'all got a lot of time on your hands, okay? <laughs> um, but then also, like, they just literally, stuff that we're so used to today, they were just like, yeah, there's we're going to. There's a need for this. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to blow it up. And it was typically brothers, you'll notice. I think the, the key to success in the fast food industry is working with your brother. Mm. Mm. So, Or just any industry, probably. Just two yeah. brothers. I can't imagine that that goes well for a lot of, inter a lot of, too much, too much ego. Yeah, <gasps> I'm. Yeah, good point. Good point. Food uh, specifically. The movie was called The Founder, by the way, and had Michael Keaton and Nick Offerman, and um, yeah. Interesting. No, I did not watch that movie, and I have no plans to. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about our most memorable meals. Thank you. Oh, thank you for that, by the way. That was yeah, a, man. That was interesting. Yeah. Most memorable meals. What you got? Me. Anyone? Okay, I got a couple. Yeah, what you got? So, um, first was over at 
Chris and Janelle's when it was me, Chris, Janelle, and then Kira? Kyra. Kira. Kira. Um, also came over, and then Janelle was just. That's her best friend, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's an insight. Oh, JK. Um, and Janelle was just like making us like random food and just putting it on the table, and then she lit like candles and stuff, and it was so cute and so yummy, and I just loved that. That mm. was a great time. Um, and then we just like talk shit and like, you know. Had a good old time. Yeah, it was so nice. Um, another one would be back in high school when Tim and Jess's, when we'd all go over there and oh. have nachos and um, Jess's nacho dip is like amazing. Yeah. And then we'd eat like little cakes and brownies and whatever and just <laughs> hang out and play games. Those were all really fun. Um, another one is eating specifically corned beef hash at Kenzie's mom's house mm. in high school. Like we'd like wake up in the morning and she hadn't made it and I just... Oh, that was so good for some reason. Yeah. Especially like after a football game. Like I'd go spend the night at her house and the next morning we'd just like eat that and then we'd go do stuff on like a Saturday. Good times. Um, and then last but certainly not least is eating tomato soup with my dad. Mm. Yeah. I was like a kid and he like first introduced it to me and I was like, this is kind of nasty. <laughs> but I wanted to like hang out with my dad. So I was like, yeah, I love this. But yeah, those, are, those are my memorable ones. That's super sweet. Um. Some of my most memorable meals, first and foremost, one of them is not even an actually a meal. Um, just eating cereal out of those bowls that had the, like. The, the straw? Yeah, the yeah. straw. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's like a formative memory sure for me. Is. And to this day, like, I love cereal, and I'll just eat a random <laughs> bowl, and I'm like, man, I miss my straw. Yeah, those were great like, um, ideas. That was a great idea. The meal we had at Tiffin's in oh, Disney. And- Dude, that was on my radar. Like, yeah, I I got the lamb chops. I think you got a a pork. I think so. Chop. Janelle got a fish dish, and we just like kind of like picked off each other's yeah. plates. Yeah, I think Jess was feeling sick because at the time she was pregnant. That's right. Yeah. Um. So she wasn't there until later on in the day, but I really enjoyed. Yeah. Every bite of that meal that was really mm. delicious. Yeah, we That's ate a cool. we we ate around different restaurants, and I I I can pinpoint which one was my favorite, but they were all fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I love that. One of my other favorites is my dad makes this coconut rice and beans. Um, usually he'll do like a pork chop or something on the side, mm. which is fine. Um, but he makes delicious rice and beans. Mm-hmm. And we had it recently in Honduras. And like we had just come in on the flight. You know, it's a long flight. So we get there. We're really hungry because we're not eating on the plane because they don't. It's not long enough to serve meals, but mm. it's long. And it's just a long day of travel with a toddler on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So when we get there, he's got food ready to go, and it's just, like, top tier. It's, like, mm. the best. The best. So cute. Fun. Um, another thing that I really enjoy eating is, so it's a flour tortilla with butter, cinnamon, and sugar. Ooh. And then you just roll it up, heat it up, and eat it. And it's. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. I do that with, like, toast, though. Struggle meal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. essentially struggle meal, but. And then you eat it for, like, the next, like, three months, and then you get burnt out, and then you don't eat it for a couple months, and then you pick it up again all over. Yep. Cycle. It, it's 100% yeah. a cycle, which I'm pretty sure is a mental thing, but, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing a, a lot of things are, like, mental disorders more mm. than my likes and dislikes. <laughs> Like somebody, I was watching dishes <laughs> last night and listening to TikToks, and somebody said, "I realized that I don't like aggressive, um, aggressive women because 
I'm submissive. Or I don't like dominant women because I'm submissive. I saw that same one. I like them because they say <laughs> what they want, and it's really good for my autism. And I was, just like, I was watching them, they're just like, balls. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, and then one of my other favorite meals is, like I said, that ramen that Janelle made for Christmas. It was just mm. a good time. It was delicious. It was filling my whole family was there my little immediate family was there we were all eating is loved it mm. Mm. chris what do you call like that not raw but it's kind of raw steak what, what is that you know what i'm talking about janelle brought it to me you both brought it to me but she made it and brought it to me while i was working at the movie theater do you remember that i don't remember that i would have to ask her exactly what it's called raw. but it wasn't it wasn't like wagyu it, Rare, just rare steak. Maybe, but like she, there was a name to it that she said. I just don't remember what it was. I should have texted her and asked her. But she's it, listening to this right now. And she's screaming. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I had that, and it was is one of the most favorable, memorable meals for whatever random reason. I just want to point out that all three of us said something that Janelle made. Oh was yeah, our favorite meal. Mm, so yeah. I love her, and not just because she's sponsoring us with food today. It's good fucking shit. <laughs> She's really good at what she does. Um, I will say my favorite, some of my favorite meals growing up. My mom would always make this chicken and rice that I really loved. It was just simple, but it was delicious. Chicken and rice is a good comfort meal. It is. Um, my dad, mm-hmm. my dad always uh, liked to grill, and his he made like you've had my dad's grilled chicken. It's mm-hmm. just just simple but good barbecue kind of style uh, chicken. Um, hey, do me a favor and don't talk to me while I'm eating. <laughs> don't say things that I need to respond to. And he's to. like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't actually have that many. Uh, I will say, uh, <laughs> when I started liking uh, avocados, that was life changing. Wow, really? Because I, I don't know if I just had bad experiences as a kid with like avocados and guac, but I thought that I just didn't like them, or maybe I didn't like them and my taste buds just changed. Mm. But like, but a year or two ago, I was like, you know what? Let me try it again. And it was like, oh, I like this, and it just changed everything. Uh-huh. Like, I could put this in stuff now and eat it. And it's calm. <laughs> that recently yeah. happened to me with coffee. Right. Dude, it's wild, isn't it? It's I like, drink coffee now. <laughs> Are you, like, trying to discover, like, the ones that you really like? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 30 years old, just now getting into coffee. Yeah. Are I you starting coffee. off on, like, the bitter side or on the sweet side right now? I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. I truly don't know. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever Janelle has in the cabinet, that's what I drink. Oh, that Turkish coffee y'all had is pretty good. Yeah. You get good good quality stuff, stuff, man. That's the benefit to being married to a chef is that you get good quality stuff, even if it's not like the most expensive stuff out there, Mm. which it's not super cheap either, but you get good quality stuff. Ah, She knows how to find the quality. Yeah. And there's too many meals that Jess has made over the years, too, that it's just like there's been a couple. I like like chicken in general, but there's been a couple of meals where I'm just like, I can't remember it, but I like I can taste it, and I can just still remember it back. And so, like, whenever she does make something that's similar to, it, like, oh yeah, we're we're in the oh, spot. Another one would be, um, but you're Aria's right, her- birthday when she made that gluten free one. There was a gluten free lasagna. Yes. That one was good. That was yes. really good. Yeah. I also remember that. That was a good day. Yeah, her dip is really good. Her cheese dip is really good. Um, she also makes um, she makes good desserts. She's really good at pies. Yeah, really good at pies. Um, I wow. love those. I love women. I know. <laughs> I'm the best. Um, that's all I got. All right. Let's talk. Last final thing. We got to wrap this sucker up. Best meal you think you've ever made? Noms. What? Mm. 
it's essentially just ground beef, rice, peppers, onion, um, topped with avocado and tomato. Hmm. But I found a really good season combo for my ground beef that also you can use on like turkey instead if you're not eating beef for whatever reason. And it is probably my favorite thing I've ever made. Mm. I don't cook a whole lot because I don't have to. Um, but when I do cook, that's typically what I go for because I'm really good at that one dish. Mm. And it's delicious. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's it. Period. What you got? Um, mine would be two slices of toast, like toasted, <laughs> um, and then an over easy egg. <laughs> It's just how you started it. (laughs) It A piece of toast. (laughs) Two mung beans taped together. (laughs) It's it's breakfast food. So literally just like two pieces of toast. Um, You make two over easy eggs that you put on top of the toast. I use season all to season it because it covers all your bases. Mm. It covers all the seasoning bases. So when you're like like cooking the egg, flip it, call it a day. And then you put them on top of the toast sriracha love that that is i think i'm pretty good because i and i've yeah. always been proud of how i can cook an egg <laughs> i just and i can always crack it with one hand i can't um, do much but i can cook cra- an egg I yeah crack an egg yeah did you learn that from eddie's million dollar cook-off on disney channel i did not how to cook and uh, crack an egg with one hand no i was just very determined as a child i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> learn how to crack it. this egg and be cooler than everybody else so nice yeah that's like my thing. Uh, I, w- I will say before I move on, I forgot something that Jessica makes that I really love is she uh, can make a really good pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, like make it everything from scratch kind of stuff. Like, oh, it's been a while, but it's good. Okay. Best meal I've ever made. Guys, I'm horrible at this. I'm bad. But I think the best thing I can make is like tilapia seasoned really well and like oh. with, with peas and um, uh, what else on the side? I can't remember what I, it's been a while since I've made God. it, but. That's usually the best thing I can make. Nice. That's pretty good. Tilapia. Tilapia is a good fish. That's like one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is our uh, our food segment. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, thank you again, Janelle, for cooking us a fantastic uh, dish. Oh, yeah. I eated like pretty much a whole fourth of the dish that you brought. It was amazing. It was good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Big fan. All right, guys. <laughs> don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with a few fan questions that you don't want to miss. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at at alwaysmorepod. If you'd like to ask us a question for us to answer on the pod, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us on our Always More hotline and leave a voicemail question at 254-218-4042. You can also follow all of our social medias individually and as the Always More podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to it. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are here to answer your questions uh, because we like to answer questions. I think Tim likes to answer questions. I the do most. like to answer questions. I like to. I like to teach. I like you know, to answer well, questions. I like to discuss things. I like conversations and stories. 
I like to answer questions. Whether I answer them truthfully or not is irrelevant. I just like <laughs> answering questions. Even if they're not even directed towards me. That's when I really like to answer questions wrong. Mm. All right. So uh, before we move on, uh, before we answer these questions, remember that we have a always more hotline. So if you'd like to leave a voicemail question, you can do that at 254-218-4042. That is, once again, 254-218-4042. All right. First off, we have an anonymous question, uh, which, by the way, you can do that by going to our website and finding the little anonymous question tab. Uh, and the question is, I want to know what Chris's favorite anime is and why. Don't do this to me. Chris, you have this is four minutes. for you. <sighs> okay, so picking my favorite anime, I've never been able to do. Because, again, it always depends on my mood, my what kind of anime I want to watch. Do I want to watch, like, an isekai? Do I want to watch a, a shonen? Like, it, it just kind of depends on what I want. Uh, yeah. Harem just kind of varies. Um... I think if I had to pick one, I would probably just stand there until you left. But <laughs> my top few, I can easily say Full Metal Alchemist is one of my top tier animes. Like, I love that show, both iterations, the regular one and Brotherhood, a super top tier anime. Great storyline, great character development, really cool power scaling, all of that stuff. Um, my Hero Academia is definitely one of my top tier ones. It's a super cool uh, newer anime that's come out, and they are starting on the new season. They're two episodes deep now. Mm. So that one's pretty cool. I'm watching that already. Um, Naruto was by far one of my favorite animes of all time just because it was everything you would want from a shonen anime. Uh, for those of you who don't know, shonen animes are like, the stereotypical anime you think of with the main character who has like crazy powers <laughs> has to fight all the people for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> so like Dragon Ball Z would be a shonen anime. Um, all of that type of stuff just kind of boils into how I'm feeling that day, truthfully. Mm. Um, One Piece, I'm almost caught up with One Piece. I think I'm on like episode 900 out of a thousand plus episodes. Jeez. <laughs> uh, that has been a... a journey years in the making i'm finally catching up nice. uh, but one piece is a phenomenal story arc uh, character development all of that stuff and you really fall in love with some of these characters a lot of anime can do it over the course of like one season but the really good ones can continue that like after the first season you just get more involved with these characters right and like if i could pick a world to live in and it was just like hey you're no longer going to be part of the human world. I'm going to throw you into an anime. Mm. Like, I couldn't do it. Just, yeah. Mm. There, there are definitely some that I would avoid, like Attack on Titan, because that's just hell on yeah. earth. Um, but, like, if I could be a pirate on the straw hat ship, the <laughs> Thousand Sunny, like, I, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Mm. If I could be a ninja in the Hidden Leaf, like, come on. I Absolutely, <laughs> I would do that type of stuff. So, I don't know. Picking my favorites really hard, but top three. Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto, and One Piece, I would say. All right. Groovy. Groovy. All right, next question. Chelsea Solace, Solace? Solace. Uh, asked, thoughts on standardized testing in schools? Stupid. Don't like it. Yeah, dumb. There's it, there's too many individual things to, 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 to consider. Mm -hmm. Like, there's... It, yeah. It, 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 it's pointless. Yeah, I, I can't think... I understand you want some foundational 
standards that making sure your teachers are keeping up to. But like when it becomes like this, the amount of pressure they put on it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's too important. It's too, um, it's too vital. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, I remember so many friends like, or just people in school, I mean, like freaking out over like taking the upcoming star test or tax test. Also, I'm still not clear. Do you fail your grade if you fail those tests? Or you have to go to summer school and remake it up. That's dumb. And then you can't go to the next one. What if you make like straight A's and then Mm -hmm. you just don't test well so you you fail that test? Yeah. Like that's stupid. That's so dumb. Yeah. Standardized testing needs to go. Yeah. I understand it. Like I said, if you want to keep tabs with where your school system is at and where the teachers are, I get that. But But it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. Yeah. To make it something where if someone passes a grade or not, I I don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question. Uh, Jessica Bella asked, what do you want to do before you die? Wow, what a loaded question. Oh. There's a lot of things I want to do before I die. But I'm pretty good about doing them. That's like, pretty cool. Like I, I always say, I live my life for the story. So as long as I physically can do something, I will. Yeah. Like I literally ran away to join the circus once. That was cool. <laughs> um, ended up working at Disney. That was fun. Um, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to uh, Rotan and Honduras. I've wanted to do a lot of crazy things that I do. Go zip lining through the jungle. Go check out a volcano. Like all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe skydiving. That'd be a fun one. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, me too. I think that would be cool. Um, I think I, I either want to myself travel more or um, take my parents to go see stuff. Because mm. I feel like um, my dad and my mom haven't seen a lot that exists outside of where they live. Yeah. And that makes me sad because I would like for them to experience a little bit more. And I would like to experience that with them. That's thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, I think travel is just a common one. Like, obviously, we want to go to Europe, but we've definitely made a plan to, like, eat our way through Asia. Like, just mm. to go to different countries and deliberately find good restaurants or local restaurants and try to really, you know, um, experience that. Um, skydiving sounds fun. Sky, skydiving sounds horrible. <laughs> and bungee jumping sounds horrible. No, bungee jumping sounds horrible. Both sound horrible. Skydiving is all right. My stomach would fall out of my ass. Here's my thing. With skydiving, like you jump out, you've got about 30,000 feet to figure your stuff out. That goes fast, though. It comes fast. Yeah, but bungee jumping is a lot less, and it's the same speed. Fear. Just not having it. It's the same speed and a lot less room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not down for either. (laughs) Y'all enjoy it. Have fun. I don't know. I think on a more spiritual, emotional thing, I want to... You know, a lot of since I've left the church has been about trying to rediscover who I am and what I want to do. Mm, and that's, yeah. that's still something that's really hitting me hard. I think that's an ongoing thing throughout yeah. life. Though, yeah. Too. Well, like I had based my entire career around ministry and right. then deconstruction I was like, eh, I don't know if I want this anymore. And like ministry or Christianity or any of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But teaching, I think, is where I want to go with. Mm. So I think I'm going to find my way back to it. Somehow. Go to school. Yep. I do some schooling. I want to get a PhD. That's a goal of mine. <gasps> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Do it. Yeah. I have a PhD. Do you really? Yeah. 
prove it. No, you don't. Are you serious? Yeah. When did you get a freaking PhD? This year. In what? Did I not tell you? No, what? You're you're kidding me. This I'm better not. not be some joke. No, I I have a PhD. Hold on, now. In what? Let me find it. I'm pulling it up. I don't believe this. You don't have to believe it. Um, I feel like you're. Welcome to the Always More podcast, wow. where we find yeah. out new shit about our co-hosts. Doctor of Divinity, Ministry Science. Huh. Congratulations, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's cool. <laughs> well, now, shit. <laughs> is it accredited? Absolutely not. Oh, uh, you But I do have it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still it's still accomplishment. Yeah. Like, I, I did the work. You did the work. <laughs> not through an accredited school. Look at that. Hmm. That's why I don't put it on my resume. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Still cool. Awesome. Yeah, I need to catch up. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, is anything else, guys, before we uh, head out? Final thoughts? I don't think so. No. I'm good. I mean, we love food. Sorry, there's a fly, guys. We love the people that make us food. Yes. Food history is fun. Um, I would. I am going to include a list of really cool shows and books and mm. things like that. If you're into food, this is some of the stuff that Janelle and I have watched together or that I'll just get a, a suggestion list from her. Yeah. Different resources that you guys can get into, um, kind of check out. Different ways to eat, different meal plans, prepping, things like that. Um, some history on different cultures of food, some of our favorite food shows that yeah. are all super easily accessible. Um, you guys, obviously, I've already talked to y'all about some of them, but we'll add a list on the end of the podcast. And if you want to get into it, check it out. See what our favorite stuff is. Pretty cool. Cool beans. Because you get it because food. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. On that note, thank you all again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at, at Always More Pod. Chris, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram as Chris Captain underscore CT Ford. And TikTok is Christopher.Lionheart. Harley, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at what Harley W-U-T Harley and on the clock app at HarleyBean.co. And and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at, at Timothy Lichty. Thank you all again for listening and being a part of the conversation. And remember, there's always more than this. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. like when you said it like that <laughs> you don't like my creations chris no i like the music a lot i just didn't like the way you said that felt weirdly sexual it is whatever you want it to be then it was weirdly <laughs> sexual <laughs>